and welcome to the first official episode of season three of Songcraft Breaking It Down. Um, obviously, you'll have listened to our Eurovision specials, so you well know there is a new intro music, which is way better than the old stuff. Although Paul made the old stuff for us, if you remember Paul from season one. Um, but we're very grateful for that. But now we have Ed, who has produced the current intro music which I think suits our music taste a little bit more. From season one as well. Yeah, Ed was from season one as well. Um, so to get to kick it off, as we mentioned in the Eurovision episode, the second part of the Eurovision episode, Anthony's choice of song was Don't Stop Believing by Journey. So Anthony, why did you choose this song? I mean... Do I actually have to answer that? Like, for the, for the sake of formatting, yes. Okay. For the sake of... Um, this is how we do the podcast. Yeah. I know it's been a while, but... <laughs> yeah. For the sake of structure, let's do it this way. Um, well, I chose this song because I absolutely love Journey. Um, they're either my favourite band ever or very close to it. Um, I don't believe they've ever released a bad song. Um, and it's Don't Stop Believing. I mean, if you just played those first two chords on the piano, you know, someone will know what you're talking about or what you're trying to play. You know, it it's so, for lack of a better word, iconic that that we can't not do it. You know, I was thinking about, you know, choosing another Journey song that maybe was a bit less popular, but I think that even though this one is quite popular... Well, I say quite. It's very it's popular. It's the most popular Journey song there is. <laughs> and it's had 1.2 billion streams on Spotify. It's still a fantastic song in its own right. I think if it was buried within an album and it wasn't one of their popular songs, I would still absolutely love it. And that's not normal for um, kind of big bands, I guess. You know, you you kind of listen to their most popular song, and you're like, "Yeah, I understand why it's popular, but meh." But I think this is one of those songs that is just perfection. It's timeless. Timeless, absolutely timeless. I I'd agree. I think we were speaking about this before we started recording, but I'll say it again that I think Journey, a lot of Journey songs lyrically disappoint me. Sadly, they're very quite basic, they're not metaphorical, they're not deep and that's my view because I'm a big prog fan um, but Journey make up for it tenfold in their musical capabilities because the music to this song is just incredible. The drummer is nothing short of a genius at taking such a simple beat like the 4-4 beat he plays here which is literally just bass snare but he adds little accents and he adds simple things like hitting the tom or hitting a ride bell and it creates this completely different beat that's just so different to play and there's a video on youtube of him um explaining how he came up with this beat and how he kind of gradually just built it up from being like a very simple bass snare beat to this quite complex almost prog style beat it's really interesting to look into and they're journey are a brilliant band They've got some amazing songs. Personally, one of my favourites is Several Ways, Worlds Apart. Mm-hmm. Unreal song. Amazing drums in that as well. Yeah. 
I think um, just coming back to the lyrics thing, um, I think "Don't Stop Believing" is actually one of the best for metaphors um, out of most of the songs because the majority of their songs are love songs, which are basically face value ones, where it's like um, you know just the the standard. There's no metaphors, and you know, like I, like I said to you before, you know you're used to kind of prog where you have to really read into songs whereas that's not my style almost i like to have it to have like subliminal but i don't like to have to you know die um break apart metaphors and like tear it to pieces so that i actually know what they're talking about but i think you know don't stop believing is one of the best or i say one of the best it's got quite a lot of metaphors in it's it. It's one of the most deep lyrical songs for mm-hmm. Journey, and mm-hmm. um, I find it interesting because I, my first memory of this song, was in primary four, having to. So primary four would be what about eight or nine years old? Mm. I think roughly, maybe, maybe less than that. Um, we had to, so at the end of the year you do a school concert type thing where each class, or each year performs like a song we had a small small group so we had a mixed class of primary four and I think it was primary four and primary five was mixed so we actually performed this song and this was the first kind of time I really listened to this song a lot, so I, I can remember all the lyrics from back then because I learnt, I'd learned to sing it and things um and one of the one of the lyrics that always interested me, and I never looked into it until now, was "street light people," because mm. that itself is quite a weird thing. Take that it's, on its own, street light people. That's not what it says. It's, it's, it's um, street things, lights, part of a list. comma people. Things he's seeing in the general. It, no, it is. It's it's street light people. Honestly. Where about? All the ones um, I found said street lights, comma people. But. Strangers waiting up and down the boulevard, their shadows searching the night, street light people living just to find emotion. Mine says street lights, comma, space people. Yeah. That, that's wrong. Because, as Steve Perry, the writer of this song and the lead singer at the time, because Journey go through lead singers like there's no one. They're like, like they? flipping. Yeah, they go when through. Did, when did Steve Perry leave? They go through lead singers like there's no tomorrow. They've had about uh, Steve, four. Steve Perry left in 1998. He was in the band from 77 to 87 and then 95 to 98. So you're saying my whole life journey of not had Steve Perry? Um, that's, I'm sorry. Because there's, there's also like um, Jonathan Kane. He was another one at the time. Yeah. I'm seeing his name on here, yeah. Keyboard player Jonathan mm. Kane. Yeah, he was He's an... still an active member. Yeah. And the same with um John Waite, that was another one. He was I, I can't believe bl- he... No. Yeah, John Waite, who was also in Bad English, who um Jonathan Kane was also in Bad English as well, and Neil Sean. It was basically Journey's <laughs> kinda of second band with a few other guys thrown in. Um, there was a lot of guys from the Babies as well, and the Babies and Journey seemed to go hand in hand as well. A lot of the, the musicians yeah. cross over. Um, mm-hmm. But going back to Streetlight People, when you actually read his interview, 
um, Perry explained to New York Magazine um, about how this kind of song originated during gigs in Detroit. He said, and mm-hmm. quote, I was digging the idea of how the lights were facing down so that you couldn't see anything. He recalled, all of a sudden, I'd see people walking out of the dark and into the light, and the term street light people came to me. So Detroit was very much in my consciousness when we started writing, end quote. Mm. And it's, um, one, it's one of those lyrics that I think everyone gets wrong. I did. Yeah. And has done for years. It's similar to What's My Age Again by Blink-182. What's the intro to What's My Age Again by Blink-182? I took her out on a Friday night. What's the next line? I took her out on a Friday night. I walked... It's either I walked alone or I walked her home. Neither of those. It's actually I wore cologne to get the feeling right. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's one of those ones that I didn't know this until I think a couple of years ago I discovered this, that I'd been singing I walk alone to get the feeling right, but it's actually I wore cologne to get the feeling right. Little things like that, just like, what? Also, I've, been... I've just I just found that quote that you um, related um, yeah. by accident. Um, yeah, it's like I've been lied to my whole life. Yeah. No, um, you thinking Steve Perry was still the lead singer of Jim? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I'm not going to get over that for a while. I'll be complaining about that next week and all. It does feature more American places though, um, with Sunset Boulevard. Um, so in the lyrics, you have. Um, uh, strangers waiting up and down the boulevard their shadows searching in the night which is just before what we just discussed and um, the line and then quote strangers waiting up and down the boulevard is a reference to Sunset Boulevard in Hollywood where dreams are made keyboard player Jonathan Kane got the idea for the song when he went there to pursue his career um, and then in an interview he said and quote the song began with the chorus my father had coached me I was in Hollywood struggling with my career kind of lost I was taking him uh, sorry I was asking him should I come back to Chicago and just give up in this dream and he said no son stay the course we have a vision it's gonna happen don't stop believing so uh, end quote so um, he the whole kind of the, so this album is when um, uh, what's his name Jonathan Kane came into Journey so he came into Journey and then brought their most popular song with him not only was it the most popular not only did he bring it with him but he actually made it then put it on the, the first album he appeared on and also had the guts to make the key element of the song, the thing that he could do, the keyboard. So he just brought all of this with him. So really, this song is kind of just him, but he still brings in all of the other band and just ties it all really nicely together in just like a big, happy 80s bow. It's just beautiful. Just beautiful. Yeah. I I do think this is... It's just such a stunning song. It, it's one that you can play to pretty much everyone. I don't know if I can say everyone nowadays because sadly 
younger people don't seem to know this, and I say younger people, we're all don't, don't worry, young, don't worry. No, it's, it's still a thing. I saw a video on and social media not this too long ago. I had a guy in the back of the van. So what they do is the whole idea of the joke in the video was they start play the song and it's the "Don't Stop Believing" by Journey, and uh, they say this sounds so real. It's 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 like it's being played right in front of us. Oh, this new yeah. speaker setup turns around to the guy in the piano playing it in the back saying, Look, shut up. It's not actually that funny, but uh, this this song was also exists. similar to that. This song was actually the it is the initial song played on um, Axis of Awesome's four chord song. <laughs> I forgot about that. I've and watched it. it quite a lot recently, but it's 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 the initial that uh, piano part is what they start with playing and start singing loads of other songs over it. Uh, very clever. It is song. very clever song. It's also in um, another one. I, oh, is in a uh, when you're trying to write a new song. Or, uh, I, I remember YouTube that. Video, yeah, I've seen that. The guy does piano things and it automatically just starts playing Journey in different keys. Yeah. But I think this is actually. I I think it, it gets overlooked as not a ballad, but it gets overlooked as an inspiring song. Like. How can it be overlooked as an inspire, inspiring song? It's literally called "Don't Stop Believing." No, I I know, but like, no G. If I'm if I'm <laughs> if I'm making, <laughs> I like that reference. If I'm making like a playlist with stuff that's supposed to lift you up, "Don't Stop Believing" doesn't tend to get put on there. Because it's eighties. It... That's why no I... one thinks to go to the eighties to go for uplifting. If you were to pick uh, a time period when you had the most uplifting songs, you wouldn't choose the 70s because that's hair metal, not uplifting. Then you've got the, the 80s, 80s which is rock and hair metal. And, and then the 90s. I think kind of the 90s and the 1000s, that's where I would kind of look at for uplifting songs. Uh, Touche with the 90s. I think I'd probably agree. Yeah. I was Jump up, I thought I blind. <laughs> I was gonna argue. Or um, Radiohead. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was gonna argue with Wind of Change, but that was nineties, wasn't it? That was ninety one that got released. Something like oh, that. Don't yeah. forget, uh, all of Nevermind was nineties. Nothing more uplifting than a bit of <laughs> "Come as You Are." <laughs> yeah, because um, I'm sure Wind of yeah, Change. Nineteen ninety. It's nineteen ninety. Yeah, and which is basically eighties. It's kind of that bridge between the two. Like a bridge. But like. Don't stop believing. It is, it's kind of that one line that is uplifting. The rest of the song isn't. It's it's a feel-good song, I would say. It's a sing-along song. But it's... It's also one of those songs that perks up every guitarist in the room because it's the most simple, like, easy solo, I think, out of this generation. But there's something about hitting that bend at the end, just a really high squeal. You know the like generic face every guitarist pulls when they're doing a band. Like your face turns inside out, and it's like, mm, yeah. yeah. Uh, mm. And of course, my weapon of choice, the perfect instrument for it. Yeah. Same it? same device. For our listeners, he's pointing to a guitar on the wall. I, I am. And you don't really want to see the face he made. Um. <laughs> I didn't really pull a face, did I? You did. Oh, sorry. 
I, I'm glad this got, I, I do remember reading this when I went through the list, that it, it is ranked in the Rolling Stones 500 greatest songs of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, it had to be, really. I need to figure out where it actually came, because I can't remember. Now here we go, this will keep the kids interested. It was announced in 2008, November, that the track had become the first song available in the pre-digital era to sell more than 2 million downloads through iTunes. I don't know what that means, but good job, guys. See, I, I was looking at this recently, and I was reading up on... Um, I was reading up on the most streamed songs on Spotify currently, and I was severely disappointed to find out that Sweet Child of Mine, Don't Stop Believing, are no longer on that list. And it's all stuff that I... came it's all stuff that came out in like the last five years that's the most streamed songs and it's yeah. rubbish. I knew that Ed Sheeran had overtaken them. Ed Sheeran's With the worst song ever released. Shape of You. That's... I think no, second second worst song ever released. Music's just gone downhill. <laughs> Quite to be honest. Um speaking of things going downhill, this song's on Glee. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to come to that. That, to be honest, okay, confession time. The first time I ever heard "Don't Stop Believing" was the Glee version. That's because when I first heard the song was when the Glee version was released, and that was being played on the radio. So I thought, wow, this is a good song. I mean, obviously, little-minded me didn't realize it was Glee. So I was like, oh, I'll find out who it was. I think I had Shazam or something because I was cool, Um, and. You, uh, so you would like everyone knows how Shazam works, but if you don't, you basically press it. It tells you how the what the song is. It's simple as that. So I must have done that. I it's the like, new yeah, and better sound hound. Yes, yes, exactly. So um, that's that's the first version that I heard, and it just introduced me into Journey that way. Um, but it wasn't for a couple of years till I actually realised it was. Journey and not Cleve. You know, that's actually quite close to how I discovered Journey as well. It was Dad, because I was still wee at the time and all. Excuse me, and this is the one good thing that ever came from X Factor, because there was a guy um, on there who did Don't Stop Believing, the Glee version of it, which was Don't Stop Believing, which is already a betrayal of the whole premise of the song. Because it was with G, not no G. But anyway, um, yeah, his name was Joe, and... Dad liked the song, found out who did the song originally, um, and before you know it, the Greatest Hits album was in the house, and it, besides that, and Crossroad by Bon Jovi is probably one of the most played albums in the house. So, yeah, songs like Ask the Lonely, um, what was Track 02? What was that one called on the Greatest Hits? Uh, that's Who's Crying Now? Who's Crying Now? That was Johnny's Greatest Hits. Don't stop believing. Who's crying now? Be good to yourself. Open arms, separate ways, worlds apart. Faithfully, only the young. Ask the lonely. That like the first eight songs on this CD are all just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And of course, you have Suzanne. Girl can't help it on the other album. Suzanne, don't walk away. I think my first proper introduction tied into Suzanne um, was when um, so. 
I was looking at buying a Journey vinyl, and I thought, hmm, which one do I want? And so um, I wanted Trial by Fire, which is my favourite album by them. Um, and so I was looking at Trial by Fire, and I thought, well, I'll, I'll get a vinyl of that, because you like it, you know. But they stopped releasing vinyls when just before Trial by Fire was released. So I was like, well, what do I do now? Because, you know... <laughs> You'd have um, stalled. <laughs> yeah. So Arrow 404 right out of the room. Basically, what I did... Um, I'm just uh, Googling to make sure that I've got my facts right here. Um, yeah. I basically went back an album and thought, hmm, yeah, I'll take this one instead. <laughs> and Time that was three. raised on radio. Um, and I played that vinyl over and over and over and over again to the point now where I know what song is coming next when it gets to one song to the end of one song and I just that was my first proper introduction to them that was a 1986 one so it was released 10 years before but my goodness what an album and that's me with Battle of Gardens Gate right now still the only CD I've had in the car it's been there for 6 months I've not taken it out and changed it Ah, so good but just going on the line of albums I've got I'm just scrolling through them here who was it we were talking about before about having great album covers? Like last season. We mentioned someone with great album covers. Oh, it was Def Havana. You, you mentioned it. You like their album covers. I'd say Journey Take the Cake. What Earth has got this is like prog level of album covers mm. that they've got going. I love the little beetle that they have on all of them. Yeah, it's cool. the Scarab. Yeah. From Aladdin. Well. Well, Egypt. It's the, it's the gold thing in Aladdin. <laughs> yeah. and the, Trial, the trial by Fire cover. is a naked baby on it. Yes. <laughs> That's why I, <laughs> no, no, I can't say that. <laughs> I cannot say that. <laughs> um, yeah, I would say A Trial by Fire or their Greatest Hits live album are probably the wackiest and awesomest album covers they've got. Time 3 is pretty vibrant. Escape is really cool because it is literally the Beatle thingy, the Scarab escaping from a glass glass orb. Frontiers is very prog. I'm getting really strong uh, Thank You Scientist vibes from the yeah, Frontiers, Frontiers album cover. Frontiers is, it's a good album cover, though. It's a good album as well. That's separate ways that's on that. Mm-hmm. Arrival is very Bon Jovi. Yeah. I think this... I, I think like this, this song seems to be covered by a lot of people, but I've never heard it covered well. Well, you no. can't cover it well. It's one I, of those I, songs, it's like every cover of uh, any classic song. The reason it's classic is because no one can ever match it. Yeah. That's not why that just happens to be true. And I, I just think people should stop trying to cover it, because unless you're Journey performing this, or you're performing it exactly as Journey do... Translation, you just as Steve Perry does. I don't think even any other yeah. singer for Journey could match Steve Perry. Don't don't, fi- don't fix what's not broken, basically. Mm-hmm. I'll cover it for fun, but don't try and re-release it on your own merit. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a, it's a good crowd-pleaser song. If you don't have a great set list, or you don't have the crowd with you, play something people know. Don't stop believing. People will definitely know. <laughs> and they also have an immense like number of greatest hits albums. Goodness me. Yeah. They do have enough good songs to fill them, though. They do. Not quite got as many as Queen. 
I think Queen still have the most greatest hits albums I've seen of any artist. Yeah, but that's but Queen. That's <laughs> another. That's Billy Joel level. has quite a quantity as well. I can't quite imagine why he had about five good songs. Um, I just wanted to talk about um, how long they've been releasing music for. We are currently in 2022, and they are still releasing music. Like they've just released a new song like a month ago, and their first album was released in 1975. That makes for a total of. 47 years they've been releasing music for just let that sink in that's older than my mum and older than my dad and probably most of our listeners parents or older than our listeners just just let that sink in yeah that's that's a long time to be releasing music and consistently producing songs that will make people happy, get crowds going, and just smashing it. Jamer, I I cannot do this. I find that quite weird. This is a slight side point, similar to what you're making, is that it's weird to think that, like, for example, um, American Idiot by Green Day, that was released 18 years ago. It's really mm-hmm. strange for me to think that songs like that, songs like American Idiot, Waking Up on September End, was released 18 years ago. You go further back, you think to um, some of Bon Jovi's hits, and they were released like over 30 years ago now. Mm-hmm. And you think, no way. Here's a follow up question for you then. So, I don't know if either of you regularly listen to Radio 2, BBC Radio 2. No. Or any of the listeners that do. Are you familiar with the concept of the non-stop oldies, though? That Steve Wright does at three. Yeah. No, I'm afraid not. I don't listen to radio. So, someone phones in and writes in with a list of songs, and they play these songs, non-stop oldies. Um, and for those of you with keen interest, I was one of them. Um, last, last year, it was on a Tuesday in April. I can't mind the exact date. Can I send you this wee badge as well? But that's it, over by. Hang on. The question I was going to ask following that, ignoring all tangents, how old does a song need to be for it to be classed as a non-stop oldie? The conversation we had at work regularly, because when we had Ed Sheeran appear on the oldies once, we were quite upset. I that That's not right, Ed Sheeran appearing. I mean, his first no. album was, what, 2011? That had Lego House on it? It has to be at least pre-2005, I would say. I would say at least... 20 years old, so similar to you, about 2002, I'm saying. I wouldn't class Wake Me Up in September Ends as an old song. I think but there's what's, much what's, newer what's, songs that a lot of people would include as oldies. Throwbacks. They do, like, yeah. Throwback Thursday or whatever it is, where yeah. they, they play songs that are throwbacks, and it grinds my gears when they play a song that came out last year as a throwback. It's like, that's not a throwback song. Mm. It's it's got to be like at least ten years old to be a throwback. Yeah, there's a difference between a throwback and an oldie, though. I would. Yeah, say. exactly. I'd say an oldie is like twenty, twenty-five years old plus throwback ten years minimum. Yeah, I think a throwback is like within your lifetime, but an oldie is pre your lifetime. So, just to clarify that and round this whole little question section up, 
So what st started this debate on site when I when we were working when the first question came up, it was actually um, "Only Girl in the World" by Rihanna that was on it. Is that or is that not an oldie nowadays? I would say that's a throwback, not an oldie. I uh, I can't really comment or work out what you mean by that because I have no idea what throwback is. I would say it's an oldie. Well, it was released in two thousand and ten. I so, I'd call it, I'd call it a throwback. I wouldn't call it an oldie. Cause like if I listened to it, I wouldn't think, oh, that's an old song. I would think, oh man, that's a throwback to when I was like eight or nine. I remember the song. If it's not yeah. an oldie though, it's not an oldie by any stretch of the imagination. Give so it an oldie ten... has to be older than you. Is that what you're saying? No, give it ten, fifteen years. Yeah. I will think, oh, that's an oldie, probably. But no, I. Right in with what you think. Yeah. You can either yeah. comment on the post, um, or you can um, write in to our email at uh, songcraft.bid at gmail.com, or you can um, message us or comment on our Instagram posts um, at song.craft.bid. Um, and on that note, let's move on to scores. Oh, I, for I, I forgot what I said this bit. <laughs> so, Ethan. Your score first, please. I thought about this one well in advance um, because of what happened last year with uh, Greta Van Fleet when I rated <laughs> a, re a good song with them, no less, but with better songs out there, slightly higher than I maybe should have done. Um, so I had to think about this one well in advance. Um, and it's not as high a score as perhaps most would think for a song of this calibre. I'm only going to give it, it's still a high score, 85. Um, the reason I'm not going higher is because if we ever review Journey again in the future, I've got to leave a lot of room because, like we've said, Journey are absolutely brilliant. Like If, if we get this album back up again, Who's Crying Now is one of the most jazzy, bluesy, cool songs of my younger life. It was uh, I just loved having it on so much. Um, Faithfully is brilliant. There's one song. Yeah. Only the Young and Ask the Lonely were probably my two favourite ones um, when I was younger. Just ask the lonely. Yeah. Probably Ask the Lonely. If, if you'd have gone with Ask the Long Lonely, you might have been hitting 100 point range because I. Oh, it's just so, so good. Um, that is the only reason it's as low as 85 because there are better ones out there. This song is fantastic. I'm not going to deny that. They are um, a great band. They really like, are. A great all round band. They've put out a lot of good music. Um, well, I think, you know, bearing in mind what Ethan has just said, you know, there are better songs by Journey that I would rate higher, um, but not everyone else would. Um, so I'm going to give this a 92, because I don't feel it's a 95, and I don't feel it's a 90. Um, so I'm going to give it a 92. Um, because it it's it's don't stop believing. I no more words. No more words. I respect that. That's fair. Yeah. I'm the lowest scoring of the three of no! us. No, come on. No. The, the biggest part of the song is the drums. Uh, no, what, I, know, wrong? <laughs> I know. I know. It's an amazing song, and the drums are genius. This is where I he comes with like eighty-four or something like that, where it's like hardly lower than. <laughs> Please don't tell no. me you're giving it 75. I bet you're going to give it a 50 as no. punishment for uh, last season. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I think <laughs> <For> it's... <smashing> <laughs> pumpkins. <laughs> I think 
it is it's a great song and Ethan's right that it's not it's not a lot lower than his score it's just don't know what it is that I don't think it deserves an 85 but I also don't think it deserves an 80 it's above that um so I've I've gone and given it an 83 because I think that's a fair mark for it mm-hmm. and we're starting to discover that there are more numbers to zeros and fives at the end because yeah. <laughs> we've just had a 92 and an 83 whereas last season we kind of stuck to 75, 85, 80, 60 we stuck with a come on we had like 80, 85 divisible. through 90 consecutively there's like constantly mm. yeah we, we stuck with divisibles of 5 until Ethan started making a hash of his scores and then he started trying to experiment <laughs> with half numbers which we're not doing after all the stick um, we gave Anthony for 75 I, I came and absolutely ruined it all <laughs> I, I did toy with the idea of doing 92 and a half and I thought nah Ryan's going to kill me if I do that <laughs> <laughs> um, so we do have an average score but I, I'm going to start something new for season 3 please don't what? I like the way it guess was. the average score no what do you think it's come Oh, this is like Top Gear. It's great. I know. <laughs> oh, come on, we're already bad enough. Like we we have a subject and you're basically never talk about it. Hmm. We're, we're Top Gear enough already. We don't need to go down this road anymore. We're sticking with us. Yeah. Where do you think it's come? I think um, we should get one of those boards as well. The whiteboards where you slap it all where it goes <laughs> dramatically. Yeah. Just have it um, like here for ministry and everything. Bang. Bang. I. I know that we have some very high scorers. Um. But I think top five, I hope. You reckon sixth, Ethan? We didn't ask you, Ethan. <laughs> I reckon top five, and I would say maybe fifth or fourth. Okay. Well, you scored an 86.67, which puts it in the third place ahead of Viking Death March by Billy Talent. Yes! <laughs> Yes! I'm top three again! <laughs> yes! Viking Death March has an average score of 86.33. So that's that's obviously come in third place. Don't Stop Leaving by Journey comes in at third place. A good way to kick off the new season with an average score of 86.67. Next week, we're reviewing a song of Ethan's choice. So what is that song going to be? Well... Going back to uh, what Anthony said about not liking songs with unnecessary amounts of metaphors, this song is one metaphor after another with nothing else in between. Um, as we'll go on to see next week, it's by one of the bands that I've loved for a long, long time called Dream Theater, who have often been said, don't write songs, they compose songs, and the song is called Under a Glass Moon. That's a brilliant song. I, I know it and I am thoroughly looking forward to reviewing it um, but I think we'll leave you with the news that we're all just small town girls living in lonely worlds. Speak for yourself <laughs> So next week we're reviewing Under a Glassman by Dream Theatre I'd like to thank you all for listening, be sure to write us an email or uh, drop us a little message on podcast Instagram, both of those have been mentioned are in the description of podcast. Once again, thank you all for listening and goodbye.